1: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone. Athletes, celebs, and much more. Today's episode is brought to you by BUSR.com. You know, everyone always asks me where they should bet, and now I got a solution for them busr.com/paul. You deposit one hundred dollars, they'll match your one hundred dollars in free bets, so you basically get two hundred dollars. Go check it out. busr.com/paul. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is photographer Miles Witt Boyer. A little background. Usually, I don't do this, but I'll give a little background because you know things randomly happen in this interview randomly happened. I was at a wedding last week. Everybody knows I've been to a lot of weddings this summer and uh, you were the photographer and I knew Mike Lamazzani. He flew you out from Arkansas and I was confused why, but then I figured out why once you, once you were there, I understood the mission and I understood why after seeing you. And, and I think, you know, obviously I think people's A lot of people's photography you know could stick out and things like that but i think it was obviously like your personality and things like that um that set you apart probably from other photographers dude that's like the greatest intro ever can
0: i just get that (laughs) little piece of recording sent over to me so i can use that for like i don't know everyone testimonial (laughs) for everything from now on if that's uh, if that's good yeah dude i'm stoked to to hang with you it was a first off it was a good wedding Secondly, um, don't expose the long con. People fly me all over the world for for <laughs> weddings, man. So we want people to assume that it's actually worth the investment, even though, yeah.
1: you know, come on,
0: like, yeah. I just get paid to party.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you know, being from Connecticut and, you know, close to New York, like I would just think like, you know. It'd be easy to find someone around here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? A lot of my—I
0: mean, I I actually moved to Arkansas from New York, so a lot of my a lot of my good friends are still uh, you know close to the city, and there's definitely a lot of talent. But um, you know, it's it it really is the same like across almost all creative industries. People are leaving the coasts like crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just too expensive to do life. Like none of us, none of us got into not none of us got into wedding photography so that we could, you know, like grind out 16 18 hour days like we we all just want to chill and have fun and and make enough money to like see the world right so
1: yeah yeah for sure i mean definitely during corona a lot of people from new york moved to connecticut so it's crazy uh to yeah, florida now. all
0: my clients yeah. live in florida now man like everybody everybody's like oh you don't have to wear a mask down there oh there's no virus in florida who knew
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That's another, whole that's a whole nother conversation. That's a, that's a, okay. Part two. We're coming back for part two, man. I told you
0: I do a lot of podcasts. We're just, I'm just going to talk in circles. We're going to make this happen.
1: Maybe we should just do a podcast. I don't know. Maybe we can just. Together. Do bullshit. I can be average and you can be savage. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, let's just go back in time. Um, how, how did you get started with photography?
0: Dude, there's a uh, there's a golden question. Um, that's the one that that everybody asks I, and, and I should have a great answer, and I just never do. Uh, I Man, I was a, uh, I, I took a job, my first job that I ever took. I was I was 15 years old. I worked as a darkroom technician and carrying gear for a for a wedding photographer. Um, and I did that like all the way through high school for just long enough for me to like swear out loud that I would never shoot weddings ever. Um, actually, my my senior thesis uh, in in art school was a paper written about how wedding photography was killing the industry. like it was it was the thing that was like pulling the soul out of the photo industry. Um, but yeah, dude, so I, I mean i've i've been I've been working, you know, at least in some capacity in this field uh, since I was a kid, uh, and kind of danced around a lot, man. I worked for a, um, a whitewater rafting company for a while as a, like a tourist photographer, which mm-hmm. was, which is kind of dope. I just kayaked all day. And then I worked for a rock climbing company for a little while doing basically the same thing, uh, moved to New York and, and worked for a fashion, uh, like, like a, a modeling agency essentially, and shot a couple of, uh, big campaigns and, and kind of got my name Uh, sort of on the board just enough for me to realize like that's not what I wanted my life to look like Um, and then just coincidentally about the same time I met my wife Uh, and um, she was an Arkansas girl with this like super cute southern drawl and this like kind of hot swag for college football and slow living and just like that's what she wanted out of life and there was something really attractive about it so she was right she said come come to arkansas it's the greatest place in the country to own a small business and uh she's not wrong man it's a, it's a great like it's definitely a great place to be so so that there you go there's there's 15 years of career in 30 seconds
1: there you go yeah i mean i've never been to arkansas so i guess i gotta check it out one day but um how did you how did you uh i don't know where did you where did you grow up that's uh uh new mexico
0: actually Okay. Uh, in the mountain, in the mountains in Northern New Mexico, I was just a, just a ski kid. Um, my dad's an archeologist or was, I guess, an archeologist and my mom was an art teacher. So I just sort of grew up like artsy and, you know, kind of obsessed with, uh, with sports. And so that, that was the, the, the only like outlet for me was I, I need a place where I can play soccer and learn photography. That was, that's was kind of, you know life goals and then i grew up and and i ditched sock well i didn't ditch soccer i just blew out
1: both of my knees yeah gotcha and then so you went to you said you went to art school so is that like a college or like what is that
0: yeah 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 i went to so yeah i went to a uh like a private um it's it really it's just a liberal arts university called john brown university uh it's a killer school but it's one of the it's one of the better photography programs in the country um and, uh, like I said, that was the, the big thing for me was find a school that, uh, that I could play soccer at and, and, uh, that, you know, I would walk away. There's no longevity in being a soccer player. That's just not a thing. So that I could walk away with a, a great art degree. And, uh, that, that happened. I mean, the soccer didn't last long. Um, like I said, I mentioned, I blew my knee pretty quick, but, um, but I was kind of teed up to have a great career because I, I went to a, you know, a great program. So, um, and a lot of my employees, a lot of the guys that work for me over the last 10 years have also come out of that program. I was a professor there for a little while. So, um, so I, kind of recruited
1: my own staff for a little while right out of school. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. So, all right. So do you think being a photographer, being like creative, like do you think college was necessary? Man, I want to say yes, because I want to believe in, in that
0: system. And, uh, Yeah. I I read a statistic the other day. It was like a Wall Street Journal, um, report. So you'd think at least relatively legit that, um, the stats of guys going to college right now are like the lowest they've been in like the last hundred years or something like that. Like, it's just not happening anymore. And I, and I want to believe that the idea of like going to a professional school is a really valuable thing. I also want to believe that, that going to an art school where you're surrounded by, um, you know, people that can pour into you creatively and try and and uh, and and inspire you to kind of like expand your own ability uh, is is also a good thing. But the, the truth of the matter is, I've been kind of behind that curtain, and there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of money involved. There's a, a lot of decisions that that are being made that aren't necessarily in the student's best interest, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're they're kind of in the interest of prolonging the program, or expanding the program, or or whatever. So. You know, short answer, no, I, I really don't. I think in this day and age, you can probably, uh, in, in a creative field, you can probably forego college if you're ambitious enough to teach yourself what you would have learned. Um, but I, I will all second that answer by saying I have met very few people in, in my career that are ambitious enough or disciplined enough to teach themselves
1: much of anything except for a lot of bad habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you, too, just because like I go back and forth with it because I just think about it all the time. Like as I get older, I feel like it's just less and less like valuable, I guess, to me that I went besides like the networking aspect. And um, and like you said, like I think college should be instead of the four. I think they should get a- rid of the four year and just do like a two year and whatever your major is, because the first two years is usually just prereqs and things like that.
0: Yeah, and you're you're basically learning things. I, I mean, here's the, the the problem is there's no standardized level of like truly standardized level of what what you should have learned in high school. Yeah, and so yeah. you spend the first two years trying to get everybody on a level playing field, and uh, and and all that really does is, I to me, I, what I've noticed is it it takes the the top end of the class and brings them down, and it gives the bottom end of the class a chance to rise up. And you know, it's not like there's a discount on those two years. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I I think it's, it's at some point you've got to ask people to just sort of like dive in and make a decision for what their life is going to look like. But I mean, man, you've only got to be around people our age for five minutes to realize that most people, and I mean that genuinely, I think most people make it all the way through their adult life, just reacting to whatever circumstances are around them having no idea what they want their life to look like. And Mm. they wake up at retirement age and realize that, you know, at best they've saved enough money to retire, but their entire adult
1: life is behind them. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe one day you'll open up your own uh, school for photography. No, no, man. I'm (laughs) Come on, don't put that on
0: me. Uh, No, we, you know, I do a lot of trainings though. I do a lot of teaching and mentoring and um, I speak at conferences kind of all over the country. And, um, you know, we sort of blessed at this point to have enough of a reach because of my endorsements and some awards and stuff that we've won that for whatever reason, people will listen. And so I, uh, you know, while that wave is in front of you, I feel like kind of have the responsibility to say the right things,
1: so yeah so tell all right so tell me what your when your first wedding was that you did and then tell me like what your big break was and like you got to like quit your job and start your own business oh yeah uh
0: so first wedding this is a funny story man i was the first wedding that i shot i was 16 years old uh i worked for a uh a photographer named jill caven and man i did not want to be a at a wedding. I I had no interest, dude, but um but I, like this is how every good man's story starts. Dude, the girl that I was crushing on hard uh was was also like was an assistant for her. And so I get this call that's like, "Hey, we're going to go to this wedding in Santa Fe. I could use a second assistant." And uh and like this girl will be there. And so I'm like, "Okay." And then she tells me which this I mean, I, I don't I'm not going to sell how old I am, but this was you know, like pre two thousand, right? So then she tells me that she's going to pay me twenty dollars an hour on top of that, and I'm like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I get to spend all day with with this girl and getting paid for it. Like, let's go. Um, and and I never even saw my photos from that wedding. I I guarantee they were horrible. I was definitely not focused on on what I should have been. Um, I honestly, I mean, that was a circus of of of, of a decision, but uh anyway so between there and and you know the end of college though there was like a handful of weddings mostly for friends or like people that really couldn't afford an actual photographer and were willing to take a risk on this like cocky photo student that was like yeah how hard could that be um that was really how i developed that opinion on the fact that it's like man this is trash like wedding photography is is horrible uh and and then after college um you know, I I mentioned there was some stuff. Kind of moved to New York. Kind of moved around and, and met my wife. Um, but in 2009, we decided like I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of start this company and and kind of dive in and, and, and like do this for real. And um, it took me probably three years realistically uh, of just sort of floating on my personality. I don't know how else to say that. It's just true. Like mm-hmm. I just was like floating on the fact that like I could just sort of charm people and make them happy and. And the photography needed to catch up like the art the actual work needed to catch up with the fact that I was like good at talking people into hiring me. but by t- two thousand twelve we we had we'd kind of started to sort of take over this area a little bit and uh, regionally people kind of knew the name and um, you know the brand started growing and uh, and so I was getting some exposure there and and that's when uh ironically I kid you not, like the wedding that you and I just met at last week was a downline from a wedding that I shot in, uh, I think it was 2011, maybe 10 or 11. I shot a wedding in Vermont that was like a total fluke. They hired me. I I was in way over my head, but I was like, yeah, I mean, let's go. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful wedding. And we ended up getting the cover of, uh, of New England Weddings Magazine from that. And everything just sort of blew up from there, man. Once you, once you get a couple of good covers, like life changes rapidly. And so, yeah, so that, that downline kind of clientele started and what's wild is here we are 10 or 12 years later or whatever, I can literally trace the wedding that you and I were at last weekend to that couple. Like I, I can see that, that line all the way down, uh, and every couple that kind of sat in the way. And, and so, man, we've been to. Gosh, Canada and Iceland and Turks and Caicos and Napa and uh, everywhere with that group of people, just with that line mm. of people, kind of all over the world now. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, they always say, still, no matter what, uh, word of mouth is still the best referrals.
0: Yeah, who cares about everything? I do. Th- <laughs> the other thing is, like, if you get referrals from somebody else, you've got to sell them all over again. Yeah. Um. But man, sure. when somebody when somebody tells you that you can trust somebody else, like you want to believe in them. So yeah. I just haven't messed it up yet.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you even knew. Um after the after the pictures at the whatever you want to call it, the ocean spot, <clears throat> um, Max or the kid on the jet ski came up to Max and was like, I'm doing my first wedding tomorrow. Like you got any advice? No, that's awesome. That's yeah, cool, so it was man. Like- that's like a full like circle thing when you were just saying all that stuff and i was just like it was kind of crazy because like the kid just came up to him and i wanted mike to get on the jet ski and take some pictures i did too man i just didn't want to push too hard i'm like that we kind of kind of should have because yeah he had the the other suit so
0: i just have to i just have to watch my liability (laughs) a little bit on that right like you know if it's my idea and the guy drowns you know, who's liable for that decision. But dude, that's yeah. awesome. You know, what's yeah. interesting actually where that place that we were at, uh, Glenn, what's that? Glenn Island, something like that. Island. Um, what's really interesting is I I posted an Instagram story, like right at sunset, um, of me walking back to the shuttle to catch you guys to like catch up with the guys is when you guys were all all smoking the cigars behind the shuttle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a photographer that has been following me for like, I don't know, five or six years, um, wrote me, he was on the other end of the park shooting a wedding at the same time. That's wild. Um, I've never met him. I, I've never, I mean, he's he's written back and forth to me a few times, but he was like, he was there at the same time. Dude, it's just such a, like, this industry is so much smaller than you think it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like every, every industry, like, you know, there's <laughs> 10 million people in everything that you do. And then by the time you elevate to a, a point where something is actually valuable about it, there's very few people that actually kind of hang in those, in those spaces. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. The
1: the world is definitely small. I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably somebody's wedding that you did that I possibly know or something like that.
0: Like it's guaranteed. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, so yeah, dude, I like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I want to, it says part two of this thing. When we launch our own podcast, I want to know your story, man. I want to hear the whole thing. Like I know you give a mean speech. I've heard that now. Oh God. I gave that myself was, a, that was I gave solid.
1: I gave myself a six.
0: That was, I mean, I give you a six too, but it's, I don't know if you have a 10, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like six is topped out. So six just out rest 10? in
1: that. Just rest in that. It's not good. No, I'm just playing. Man. It was solid. It was really good. Like, all right. So this is what the, the backstory of that was, uh, Laith, who was other best man. Uh, we agreed to cut out stuff and he didn't cut out anything, but I cut out a lot. What a What a punk man. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll clip this and send it to him.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Send this over and be like, yeah, I mean, uh, he held you back. It was, there yeah. was no doubt there. Oh uh, yeah. dude, no, I, I, uh, no, I, cool. I'm serious. I get to hear a lot of speeches and I, people, a lot of people ask me for like my advice on that just cause I've, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard 500 speeches now or whatever. And, and typically I tell people that I'm like, you know, just eliminate, First things first, eliminate inside jokes. They're dumb. Nobody, even the people that they're meant to be told to, nobody laughs at them. So like eliminate the inside jokes and then, uh, you know, don't spend the whole time just poking fun at the dude. Like it's his day. Like let him, let him shine a little bit. It's okay to like, you don't have to flirt with him to like raise him up a little bit and kind of give him some credit. And man, you did that. Like it was solid. It was a a good speech all the way around. And you know what's even more important than the actual speech (laughs) I took really dope pictures of you giving it and so that's nobody remembers the speech. Those. they're just gonna remember the pictures
1: yeah good i, I could post the pictures instead of the video
0: done and then you can you, but then you can say to everybody this is the world we live in you can just caption yeah. it with i gave the best speech ever
1: fight <laughs> me yeah for sure for sure no and i just like uh like my whole thing in just life is just being real like i didn't want to talk like you know like it's an essay form like i just wanted to talk regular like how i had to talk and that's how I, that's what i did um even though it was short but whatever and uh so yeah and then just going back to weddings and in general like i know so how many how many weddings have you have you shot total you think i never know how to i don't know (laughs) i don't know but we have people that are like how do you
0: not have like over over 200 Uh, oh yeah over 500 oh
1: all right yeah a lot like a lot Um, have you been in all 50 states
0: uh 42, 42 states and you got that uh <laughs> and I think sixteen countries, something like that. Um yeah, I a lot, man. Like I mean, we had one we had one season where we did 19 states uh in, in one season. Like it's it's nuts. I've actually peeled back a little bit on the travel uh, over the course of the last few years, even before COVID, just because my kids are like my kids are getting older and uh, and dude it sucks to miss like soccer practices and games and yeah. um well, I think the hardest thing about being a, a creative in that situation is like I want to be so present but I'm so distracted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've pulled back a little bit, but for a while there it was like full steam ahead on like, you know, have camera will travel. I never did the like weird van life thing. That's a thing right now, and I've <laughs> never been a I've i'm too bougie for that i'm like man i need a okay. hot shower and a really solid dinner and a good whiskey or i'm not
1: there but yeah yeah um, for sure like what what's like your average like what's your goal in the beginning of the season to like how many like weddings you want to do or like i, I cap do? it at
0: 25 yeah okay. which is still um you know a lot more than yeah. than most people in the industry will shoot i think we've just gotten more efficient it doesn't hmm. um it doesn't slow me down. I, I did one season where I did 42 weddings and, and, uh, uh sorry, sorry, uh, 44 weddings. And that was 2016. And it was just, that was just way too much. I, like, yeah. I couldn't keep up and the editing load alone was too much. And I refused yeah. to, to outsource that stuff. That's, that's pretty common, but, um, yeah. I wanna keep it all in house and do it all right. So, so yeah, I cap it at 25 now. And, uh, every time, you know, we get an inquiry beyond that, somebody in my team takes it. And, and, uh, so I, uh, 2019 we had 76 weddings as a company um that i you know i oversee it all but um, mm-hmm. but only 25 of them were mine so
1: yeah gotcha what about like what happens when like one of your friends is getting married like do you do it or like you get your your other people to do it?
0: uh i
1: try
0: it's sort of case by case yeah. I, um it sort of depends on what that friendship looks like and if i if i can sense any like yeah. Any weakness there? Um, this is an oddly intimate relationship that you end up building. And, uh, it's not like I sit around and watch Nicholas Sparks movies, man. Like I'm not like this weird diehard romantic. Um, it's a business, you know, like I, I, I love my job. I love being a creative, but like, I don't, I didn't get into this so that I could like make shadow puppets of hearts on the wall. So so a lot of times my, my close friends will call because they know that they're going to get like a very real experience out of me, but that doesn't mean they're getting a discount because the work <laughs> is the same kind of no matter what. And so I kind of deter a lot of, of, of friends from hiring me if, if yeah. at all possible. Uh, one, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, dude, I'm, I'm kind of expensive uh, yeah. and I don't know if I would pay for me. I don't know if, can I say that? I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's not true. I totally would. But, um, but two, honestly, I don't know. I don't want to muddy the water with with good friends. So yeah. what I end up telling everybody is like, um, you know, Mike and Christina being a perfect example, all of my clients end up becoming friends, but I don't mm-hmm. love it when life happens the
1: other way around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I was more so saying like, of you missing the wedding technically, because you'll be working. Oh, yeah, yeah, I miss them all the time. Yeah. No, no, I, I mean only like, been... so if it's your friend's wedding. So I'm saying all right say it's your good friend right yeah and they want to hire you to do their wedding but you're like nah like you're my good friend like I want to be like I want to enjoy it and be there and not work it you know what I'm saying yeah like, that happen? it no <laughs>
0: <laughs> no because I uh here's here I mean here's if this says anything I've only been a groomsman once in the last 10 years if I'm gonna be at the wedding I'm I want to I want to hold the camera Um, and that's not me being like overly confident or cocky. It's just me saying like, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, there's, this is a fairly narrow field of people that do it kind of at this level. And there's a lot of people that do it a lot better than I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like there's some photographers out there that just blow my mind. Um, but there there's, it's, it's, there's not a lot of like, you know, uncle Bob photographers on the corner out there that are, that are going to outshoot me. And so, you know, if I'm going to be there, I'd, whether I'm paid or not, if I'm going to be there, I'd love to be the guy that's, you know, helping capture and control and, and make sure that those memories and, and all of that is safe. But I, I have missed a lot of friends' weddings because they hired another photographer to invite me to come to their wedding. And then I had an opportunity to, yeah. you know, shoot a big wedding elsewhere. And it's like, well, I mean, I,
1: yeah.
0: it's hard to say no to guaranteed income so that I can spend money to go to, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, know. for sure. No, I totally, I think understand. you get jaded by it too, man. It's like I feel like if I sat, I'll put it this way: I feel like if I sat courtside every single game, like every game, and then somebody were to try and charge me to go see another team play that I didn't love as much, I'd be like, ah, you know, I'm, mm, I'm good actually. I'm okay. I mean, I get like, I get VIP at every wedding. I eat, I eat first. I dance first. I chill with the couple back. You know, like. So to be a guest for me sometimes is uh, like from a personal perspective, <laughs> I,
1: I love to support them, but it's not as much fun. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, being the groomsman thing, like I was in three this year and I'm like, at this point I'm retired. <laughs> Call it. He pulled the hat trick and he's done. Yeah. Pretty like that was, that was just too much, too much stuff. That was crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I don't to, so I went to you. five weddings and that was like, Cause I only probably been to, like as an adult. I'm saying like I've only been to like probably like two or three, and then going yeah. to five and one, basically two months. I was just like, wow, this is like nuts.
0: Yeah, I, I went to five last month, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> it is. It is definitely my job. So, uh, so yeah, getting to that, like, what? All right, you got to tell me, like, what, what has been like? Give me your like your top, I don't know, three or five, like, best ones or like craziest ones. Um, man, for
0: me, this is this is a weird a weird question to answer because so much about it, I've been doing it for so long. So much about it is about the the client, like the relationship that I have with them. Yeah, and so I mean, I've I've seen some wild things, like some absolutely beautiful, you know, like million dollar weddings in the that a weird farm in Vermont that Jay Z and Beyonce were staying at at the same time, right? Like, um. And, and we did, I did one three weeks ago now, um, that was like, you know, million dollar wedding at a billion dollar art museum, right? Like, and the, the first look happened, I kid you not, the first look happened like next to an Andy Warhol. Um, I mean like just nuts, like absolutely nuts, stuff like that, but none of that, I I'll say this, like none of that to me doesn't really add value to like whether or not I enjoy it or whether or not I feel creative (laughs) or inspired by it. Um, you know, I did a, a a wedding, uh, just a few years ago in Iceland, uh, for a good friend of mine. He was my trainer actually at the time after my last knee surgery, he kind of like nursed me back to health. And, um, uh, so you,
1: so you do have good friends.
0: Yeah, I've got like one or two, (laughs) um, but he was a trainer. So we like, we had that, we already had that relationship. Like I was his client and then he was mine. And anyway, like that, that was, that was just insane. That was epic. Like. 80 mile an hour winds and blowing waterfalls and like some of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um, or I did a, a wedding, uh, in I think 2017 at the base of uh, an active volcano in, in Guatemala. Um, so I'm, it, Dude, the the scale is just all over the board, whether or not yeah. it's like me dancing with a thousand people in New York or me, you know, like walking hand in hand with my wife up the side of a mountain in Canada with just like mm-hmm. two people. Um, but dude, I've, I've sort of seen it all at this point And I, I love, yeah. I, I will tell you what I love. Like I love the, I love the chill, like the real, I love the mm-hmm. real, the couples that are just, man, they're just smitten and and they're cheesy and they're just like dripping with bad love poems and, and like, they're just here, they're here for it. Right. And they're just in this time in their life. That's like, you know, let's just go right now. Let's get out of here and let's go get married. When I, when I have the opportunity to be alongside that, it's, uh, it's so much more fun for me to say like, Hey, I don't care that it's raining. Let's go get wet or, yeah um you know whatever your dress got dirty who cares like the only reason yeah. you even wanted the white dress was so he'd think you lo- were pretty so the fact that it's a little dirty on the back doesn't mm-hmm. matter
1: let's go yeah. so yeah for sure what about have you have you done any like famous people's weddings uh i have but i yeah i don't kiss and tell man you can't, t- you
0: can't um tell me. <laughs> i no i mean off the air now I've got, I've got, I've got a few NDAs and stuff like that, but yeah, I I've shot some, we've shot some, some athlete weddings and some, yeah. you know, more well-known people, um, some actors and, but, uh, yeah, not, I mean, not, not mm-hmm. a ton. That's yeah. again, that's not really the demographic that I go after. I've got a couple of yeah. friends in Southern California that like, that's what they shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, when Mariah gets married for the 14th time or whatever, I know who she's, <laughs> you know, she's going to call, I'm just kidding. So I'm sorry, Mariah, but, I mean, that's just not me. I, I won't get that call. I keep waiting. Like, you know, Ali Love got engaged from Peloton and I was like, come on. I mean, I, I ride alongside you all the time, but she never called. I don't know. Bieber never called either. No
1: okay, matter how many I, times I I, I, could, I, could ref- I could refer you to some people.
0: Well, there you go, dude. All right, let's go. Let's <laughs> like, let's I actually,
1: a uh, random fact, <laughs> I actually did uh, some social media work for a guy that shoots in. Bor- he lives in Borabor, and he's a photographer. Cool. And like the same, same thing when I was like, and he told me all these like dope people he shot. And he, I was like, Oh, you guys like send me those. And like, we could post them. And it'll be dope for like social media. And then he's just like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, like a majority of them signed to NDA. So we can't post them. Yeah. So it I doesn't. Like, Dang.
0: Yeah. It doesn't, it, it doesn't happen like that. I mean, typically yeah. the, the, it, it's an interesting thing. Cause like in the, uh, just sort of the, the normal world, right. Like, uh, like our life, yeah. um, you know, the, you can like convince the bride that the value is in like more photographers, more videographers, like let's add production. Let's add hours in, in those weddings. It's funny. They're like, Hey, can you show up for four hours completely by yourself? You know, leave without saying bye and never tell anybody that you took these pictures. And it's, it's a totally different, I mean, it's a different world altogether, but
1: I don't blame you. You So you got hired before and they're like, just don't talk to us at all. Just take pictures.
0: Not no, not so no. much that. I mean, because I usually like I wouldn't take that wedding. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say no to that couple. It doesn't matter who they are. Uh, I don't know yeah. if B- if Bieber called, I'd probably go for it. Look <laughs> at me. But now, dude, I I mean, I I have been in situations for sure where it's like, hey, you know, this is a very intimate wedding, very affluent couple. There's only like 25 people invited, and there's one pink elephant in the room, and he's holding a camera. Mm-hmm. Right so it's sort of like, you know, kind of get in, do the best job you can to sort of blend in, but then, you know, like when you feel like you've got you've you've got a really good handle of the photos, feel free to just sort of duck out when you're ready.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah that's sure. that's
0: fine too. It's not my wedding. I mean, I just try not to go into these things with a ton of ego, if I'm honest, like Yeah. I want the people to feel like they hired somebody that's going to take care of them and love on them and Man, whatever that looks like, whether that's us dancing in a big, wild what that that place was called the Surf Club that had yeah. there was it's, it's such a that's like false advertising man. You walk in and it's like a giant baby grand piano and dual staircases. It was like the bougiest. I did not expect that. I was thinking like tiki. I don't know. I thought we'd all be taking shots of tequila off. Of- I didn't
1: know. uh I knew it was nice i just didn't know why the name was that name yet it didn't make sense
0: (laughs) i didn't either especially that it's in a bay and there's not even like a ripple so it was (laughs) it was an interesting thing the place was really cool though so like you know surf club i i will come back i will be more prepared next time though um (laughs) but it was i mean it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful but but that's like a perfect example of you know i end up in these like ballrooms sometimes that like i just didn't expect it i Because every picture that you see on their website is like outside in that beautiful space down by the beach. So I was thinking that. And then we walk in and I'm like this giant chandeliers and it's a ballroom.
1: I'm like, all right, curveball, you know, set up some lighting and let's go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's why. And just like going back to like networking, things like that, that's how we got connected to the wedding. So I'm sure you made like so many connections just from going like not just a bride and groom and things like that. And that's why I, when i was just talking about the bora bora thing and that's where they actually went for their honeymoon mike and christina and then i was like yo if you need a photographer out there i actually know a guy and he, like he thought i was kidding and i was just like no dude i actually like know a photographer
0: out there that's super cool I and mean, <laughs> yeah. you really should connect them that'd be really fun
1: i mean i asked he didn't hmm. he, we didn't do it he's probably so he's probably booked right now well then again but i don't know because corona everyone's like not you know yeah, everything's every- not open so who knows?
0: it could still happen that's, that's really <laughs> yeah. neat though yeah i mean that's a big deal to me you you got to see that firsthand i I want to make sure when we're at a wedding that, um, you know, that everybody, you know, maybe not like the extended guests, I can only like spread mm-hmm. ourselves so thin. Yeah. Right. But that everybody that's in the wedding party, all the family, everybody feels like they have, have access to us as photographers to, to capture what, what needs to be captured. And so mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time just hanging out with the groomsmen and, and hanging out with the bridesmaids and, and, you know, there's a lot of time you got to see this a lot of time spent with me just setting the camera down. Mm-hmm. and uh it it takes a lot of discipline for a lot of photographers to to do that cuz they're perpetually afraid they're going to miss something but it's like well yeah. there's a lot of tact there's a lot of there's a lot of wisdom in saying like you know hey it would be better for a couple to have like amazing memories and potentially not have a picture of that than to go through an entire day where all they did all day long was just go from like photo shoot to photo shoot you know yeah so
1: yeah, I'm so, sure you uh, know this already, but like, <clears throat> like I've even seen it. Just like, even like when I post content of like, you say it's like an actual it was a photo shoot or something, and like the gear I have and stuff like that. But then, like, yeah, it gets good engagement or whatever. But then I do like a behind the scenes thing, and that engagement is like way better. And like everyone like likes to see like that stuff. Yeah, more.
0: Yeah, double. Yeah, it's there's something really valuable about being able to see how things are created yeah. and. And just be able to experience that. So like, like you're, like I said, you're a perfect example of that. I mean, I, it's a big deal to me to take time to just to like connect and get to know the, the people at the wedding and, and, uh, and find out, you know, like who is this dude that's giving the speech and why, and why, right? Like why him, um, yeah, I'm still it turns out you were just too. hired from Craigslist
1: pretty much <laughs> the
0: day before the wedding at
1: this, at this part, at this point, like I'm like a wedding crasher now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah five I'm, five and one summer yeah i mean you should probably be billing for this i actually think you should probably invoice mike and christina and just see if
1: they'll pay i should but since he's like almost a doctor he'll bill me for my web md questions <laughs> but don't really don't send those over to him you can't trust that
0: almost a doctor man if i make at least wait until he gets graduates
1: um yeah, and then what about what? What advice would you give to like a young photographer coming up? Oh man,
0: bail. <laughs> no, uh, man. I, I I I'll say this: like the older I get, the more I realize that um, man, the human body is just it's it's just like fascinating anything that we do in repetition it doesn't matter what it is just literally anything that we do in repetition we we get good at um so if if you win all the time if all you do is win you get good at winning man and if you're self-deprecating or you stand in your own way uh you get good at doubting yourself and if you think you're going to grab a camera and roll out and take pictures that not only you're stoked about but other people are going to pay a lot of money for but not practice then somebody that's probably half as talented as you but but more committed to to just the the art of practice will pass you in a hurry uh and so i mean that that's where i would say we we have a lot of people because of my my uh association with Fujifilm and some of the teams that I'm on the social teams that I'm on. A lot of people will, will write me, you know, a year or two years into their career and say like, Hey, how do I get endorsed? And I'm like, man, you just got to get better work. I mean, you just have to, you just, you've got to work more. So I, I've shot probably on average somewhere in the realm of four to 6,000 photos a week, uh, every week for over 10 years. So, I mean, Dude, if I wasn't taking beautiful photos at that point, I'm like a, a massive failure, right? Like, yeah. man, I really suck if you don't, if you don't get, get good at it by then. So I, I think that success is often a byproduct of just ambition and, uh, and practice. Um, so that's, that's what I would tell, I mean, not just photographers, I'd, I'd tell anybody, you know, mm-hmm. like, if you don't want to miss free throws, then stop missing them like yeah. that's you know that like there's the like the the key to life if you want more money in your checking account then stop spending
1: it like get yeah. better at making it yeah not for sure and then i like even i checked out your, <clears throat> your website too so i think like possibly i if this is correct like on the the dates was the the actual weddings of the i think it was like blogs you kind of like posted is that what it is yeah i i don't post
0: every every wedding doesn't
1: get blogged um i i tried the date it. the date of it was from the wedding the actual wedding date is that what it was
0: no no no. it's just the date that i post it, okay. that i that i blog about it because there's a lot of blogs in there as well about that are like tips and tricks and stuff for photographers or whatever
1: i was about to compliment you again but i guess i can't now.
0: uh well go for it i'll take <laughs> it and then i'll just i'll just retract my
1: last comment uh no, because I thought I thought those were the ones that like so say it was said like September first. So I was thinking that wedding happened September first and I was like, wow, you got it done already in that time frame.
0: Oh no, I I am yeah. like I'm uh you know on my other screen right now, I'm looking at um I'm looking at a wedding that was three weeks ago and it'll be done by tomorrow. Um okay. Yeah, so we we usually run under a month. I mean that's a that's a big problem with our industry right now is photographers that just overcommit themselves. Um, and they take six or eight months to get stuff out, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, you need to, I, we always laugh. I'm like, I, 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 there's no way I'm going to get your photos back to you before, uh, before your first fight, but I hope I can get them back to you before your second, you know? So you, got to power through that that first fight, but by the time you're on that second fight, hopefully you have some
1: pictures to look at. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah. What, like, what is it like? Cause I know, uh, with computers and stuff, like, what is it like for you? Like equipment wise and like just getting stuff uh, like what programs do you use and things like that? Cause I know like, even like yesterday I used Dropbox and it stopped letting me use shared links for some reason. Cause the bandwidth. And I was like, what is this? I was like, I never <laughs> seen this before.
0: Yeah, no way, man. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, you know, I will preface it. The only like nerd talk thing I'm going to say is, um, you know, I'm shooting the, the absolute most tech advanced camera ever, ever released, um, is a, a Fujifilm large format digital um, called the GFX 100 or the 100S. We shoot both of them. And, uh, you know, each individual file is over 100 megabytes before it's edited. Um, and so, you know, when we're delivering 1,000 files to to a client, you're looking at, um, you know, dozens of gigs of, of uploaded and then downloadable material. And uh, the backups alone, you know, the, are typically for a wedding or somewhere in the realm of 700 to 800 gigabytes. So we're, we're pushing close to a terabyte per wedding. Um, so by the time I, I, I get these things edited down, you know, the, the importance of efficiency of like a clean workflow, that means that I never lose anything. I don't misplace anything. I can understand and, you know, easily get, get to weddings from 2009 or 10 and, and, you know, and still get to the files if I needed them for some reason that that's the critical piece. So, so we're using Lightroom for uh, the vast majority of the editing work. Um, and, uh, and then Photoshop and a program, a plugin program called Luminar AI is doing a lot of the, uh, of the processing work for me. All of it's done by hand, though. Like everything is, you know, there's no bulk processing. So every image is touched, edited individually, one at a time. And, uh, and it takes a long time. It's a big commitment for each wedding. It's one reason why I limit the number of weddings that I take so I can kind of do it right. Um, but then we have a server program um the one that we're using right now is actually called Zenfolio and I've got 780,000 files that I've delivered over the last 12 years now um organized in there and it's it's like Dropbox on steroids but it's a lot prettier um, so it's a much easier way to catalog, organize everything, you know, send individual links and all that type of stuff, but we're about to move over. I think, uh, I just had a really cool call, uh, the day before yesterday, actually, I think I'm going to be signing on as an ambassador for a new company called pick time. Um, and it's a similar, similar thing. It's just a, a cleaner user interface and, um, there's a, there's a number of them out there, but yeah, I mean, if you're just trying to deliver a few photos here and there, Dropbox or, you know, Google drive or whatever work, but you're going to end up with more errors than I think you end up success rates. Cause that's just, for whatever reason, it's like it, anytime you're over like 25 or maybe 50 files, it's like, they just, it can't hang the download. The bit rates just can't, can't hold and your bandwidth just gets sucked Mm -hmm. up and it dies, you know? So
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, last photography question. What's, what's your take on watermarks?
0: Uh, you want me to be like real candid? Can I get like, yeah, can I get real blunt? This is,
1: this is average. This is is unfiltered. Let's go. Uh, okay.
0: (laughs) If I were to go and buy my wife, let's use it that way. Um, you know, pick your designer. I don't care. Uh, if I were to go drop 10 grand on some designer dress and it had a logo on it, I would be pissed. My, my thought on a watermark is this. If you are so desperate for people to know that you shot that picture, you probably didn't do a good enough job taking it. On the fl- flip side of bars.
1: that. What's that? <laughs> I said bars.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> on the flip side of that, if you can take an image that even if you handed somebody the same light, the same camera, the same setup, the same gear, and they couldn't recreate it, they couldn't figure you out. Then there are left asking who the hell took this picture. And the best compliment you'll ever get is when your client says your name voluntarily. So yeah, don't watermark your stuff, man. That stuff's over. Um, I mean, like we all remember like, you know, I, I don't God, like the, the, you know, the, uh, remember the hoodies that said gap real big on the front. Yeah, That's all I can think about when i see somebody's watermark images and i'm like no oh, yeah yeah you're you are old navy right now
1: so, like <laughs> all right so I'll, I'll tell you why i brought that up because i've um let's see like in the past you know i had like friends and things like that kids that i went to college with just just do some photography for me for for free because they wanted to do it get started and things like that yeah. so they put their little watermarks i didn't care but then if i pay somebody there's no way you're putting your watermark on my photos and uh like one guy did and it was like hu- it wasn't even a little one, like in the corner, it was like a huge one. And I was like, bro, this like looks terrible, like first of all, in general. And I was like, how don't you and I was like, no, nah. and then he was just like, Oh, I deleted the files already. I was like, No, nah, you gotta find those because I just paid you to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's just not that's just
0: not a thing. You know, I mean I yeah. don't get me wrong, I've I love to have the conversation with people to explain to them the way copyright works you know, and, and like how, how that type of stuff happens. So, you know, anybody that pays me like a a bride and groom, right? Like Christina and Mike, they, they pay me to come in and, and shoot this beautiful wedding in, in, in New York and we go for it. They're their wedding photos because they're their memories, but they're my intellectual property. They don't own those images in any way whatsoever. I allow them to use those images in perpetuity. They can have a blast with them, but legally those are my photos. But what's fascinating to me is like a watermark doesn't make that more legal. Like it doesn't, it doesn't change that at all. So my clients all know that I'm like, Hey, here's how this works. I'm going to give you these files in full resolution. And I'm just going to ask you like, don't make money on them. Don't sell your wedding photos to like I stock or something cheesy like that. Just enjoy them. But I'm not going to put a watermark. It's just a, it's a tacky way. Like I said, it's a, it's a desperate way to ask for attention. Yeah. so do it.
1: just do better yeah, or just the other make you like i don't i don't care about tagging
0: the people in it because yeah of, why not? honestly isn't that a better shout out yeah like oh, to yeah. me it's to me Especially it's such nowadays, a good shout yeah. out when somebody posts an image and then other people have the opportunity to go over and click my name and be like oh yeah. this dude took it yeah, yeah, but yeah. as opposed to like you know they're looking and they're like what does that say and I, <laughs> but in an it, it never fails, man. The watermark always yeah. has some kind of cheesy camera yeah. in it. Like everybody's watermark is like the same dude whose logo has like a camera built into it. And, yeah. and like the name of the company is like, you know, eclipse productions or something. I come on, <laughs> like just grow up, do, do better stuff.
1: That's what I'll say. There you go. I like that. Um, actually one more photography, quick. I don't know. <laughs> did you see when, um, the photographer, uh was trying to sue LeBron James for using his picture. Yeah. Of of LeBron. Yeah. So what what is your what's your take on that?
0: Uh, you know, I I ended up getting into uh a, a relatively similar situation a few years ago. Um with a I you can't I mean nobody is as well known as LeBron, but an equally well known mm-hmm. uh person um you know used used my photos for um for a, a, like a major TV show. Uh, and yeah, dude, we lawyered up pretty hard on that one. He, he didn't have permission to do it. Um, and everything came out like, well, how did he get the photos? You know, in the first place, did he steal the photos? And I said, no, I sent them to him. Like we have, we have these threads back and forth that say like, Hey, I wanted you to see these. That doesn't mean that I'm giving you like carte blanche to use them. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, think, you know, I mean, we, that was, a it never went to court. I'll say that because everybody on both ends knew mm. th- it, what the law is, you know, the law is like, you, you have to pay for that stuff. And there isn't a jury on earth that's gonna side with the like Uber wealthy athlete who just took advantage of like the, you know, starving artist which isn't exactly me but so, you know what i'm but saying like, like posting
1: it like posting on social media that that's like uh that's illegal
0: as long you know if you tag the photographer it's not
1: but if oh, okay. you
0: if you post an image without giving any kind of photo credit, credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it actually is because it yeah. because it's you know it's it's intellectual property of the person now, whether or not they pursue that or not you know social media is also kind of a weird gray area because simply by posting on instagram you're actually giving instagram rights to those images as well um which is which is like a another really unique thing but yeah, like yeah. you're sharing rights with them um but yeah i mean you know i am just a, i'm a big believer in that you know i would just i but you'll see this when i finish christina and mike's wedding um dude I, I guarantee you're gonna get a link to it you know they're gonna pass the mm-hmm. link around and even though i'm gonna send them this long email that says like hey share it have fun um you know do me a favor if anybody posts some please ask them to tag me people won't or you know even five years from now they're gonna post an anniversary image and and they won't and they'll forget and i'm not gonna get bent out of shape about it or be like weird Mm -hmm. and passive aggressive like yeah we just have more stuff to do man there's there's better work to be done than to spend my life angsty against the people that paid me to be there
1: yeah yeah for sure are you ready for some fun questions let's go what's fun all right what I know you said you grew up playing soccer. Uh, do you have a favorite soccer team? Oh, Ronaldo! Oh, a oh, Ronaldo. team! <laughs> oh, well, he is oh, yeah, a team. Ronaldo Isn't the he? team. Yeah, he, basically. Ronaldo is a team. man. I mean, he gets uh, paid more than the whole team. So
0: yeah, yeah, he and he should. By the way, <laughs> I actually am a I'm a really big PSG fan. I'm kind of on the fence about oh. this PSG thing with uh, with Messi. Um, I like I like Messi. Don't get me wrong, everybody. Before yeah. you like climb all over me, um, but. Uh, I, I think, I think a lot of how I think of LeBron, which is like, I'm not a big fan of the brand of LeBron James. And I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the brand of Messi. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm a big PSG fan, man. Neymar and Mbappe are just crazy. They didn't, I mean, it's going to be
1: cool to see what they do this year, but
0: I, I don't think they
1: needed it. You're probably not going to believe me, but since we were just talking about legal and, and all that PSG actually sent me a postcard mail in 2012 when I was trademarking PG sports because they thought it was confusing to PSG, like PGS, but, uh, they don't at that time, I don't know if they do, they don't own any trademarks in the U S so they couldn't do anything anyways. And it was John, you yeah, nailed so it. You, was, s- <laughs> you stuck it to the man there. Yeah. So I actually want to find that postcard because I think it had, because I want to just post it in just cause like the messy thing and they kind of blew up now yeah. again. Um, but yeah, that, that was a, uh, weird scenario and i was like confused because it came in like half french half in english you know is this from canada yeah <laughs> dude i uh I, yeah
0: i love i really do i love psg i love man u um not a big liverpool fan i just don't love the brand of soccer um mm-hmm. but as far as like international soccer goes um yeah dude gosh do, i mean do you follow the mls or no no <laughs> can i just i just be yeah. like super blunt so
1: my son so, plays so what son- do you think what do you think the key is for them to like actually get americans to watch mls versus watching europeans on,
0: like premier league that, that yeah. the thing is like the mls has to stop being the place that really famous players go to retire
1: yeah
0: um i mean you've got to be able to attract young talent and there is some like politic is a beast but i mean like there's there's some American players that are really well known and and are doing some really good things, but I I don't think that the culture of MLS soccer, like even when you when you see an MLS game, it just it it feels like this weird, uh like bastardized version of soccer. There's like lights and and like loud music and all of the like foghorns, and it's like, man, is this a DJ Khaled concert or is it are we gonna actually play soccer today? Um I don't know. So that's that's my two cents. My son, my 9-year-old plays actually on a club team that feeds all the way up to Kansas City Sporting. So he plays on one of their downline clubs. And that has changed things for me a little bit. Um I've started watching some some KC Sporting games cuz it's cool to watch the way like the director of coaching for my son's club is learning from all the way from like the, you know, the pro club level down. Yeah. Uh so that's pretty cool, but yeah, I um, I mean, I'm not against MLS. It's just, yeah. it just feels, it's kind of like, you know, I know a lot of like avid baseball fans that wouldn't watch a AAA game to save their life. And it's like, it just, yeah. that's what it feels like.
1: Yeah, like I wouldn't watch it on TV, but yeah. I would go in person.
0: Yeah, yes, dude, absolutely. Go have a beer and cheer for soccer players. I don't that know you who you guys of. got
1: you guys you guys definitely have to have some minor league team but you guys don't have any pro teams right arkansas
0: no 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 majors uh we've yeah. got we've got a couple pretty close to here there's a um there's actually a local minor league team the naturals that that uh feed the royals um yeah, gotcha and so they're kind of a part of that and and they're fun to watch um i i mean i love man i am a huge grew up a big yankees fan so right. um yeah, so, so jeter
1: jeter got inducted yesterday i
0: uh, know I know. And thank goodness, man. Like, and like yeah. Jordan was there. Oh, I was sick. Like huge moment, right? Yeah, huge moment sick. in sports, just all the yeah. way around. Can I ask really quick though? Cause, cause yeah. you're, you're in this space. Why, why, why is the PSG Jersey Jordan? What, what on earth does Jordan have to do with European soccer? Can we get there? Uh, cause he's a beast. I, I mean yeah I'm there I agreed. I absolutely agree with you. I think I have more memes that go back and forth between me and my team that have Jordan in them than like anything else. And almost all of them are making fun of LeBron.
1: But yeah. I mean yeah, so he I mean he's brand I mean it's in NASCAR I, too. He sponsors NASCAR drivers yeah, and I know it just feels weird to me. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean I just, Jeter Jeter was like the I think Jeter did he get his own logo? No, he didn't get his own logo. Never mind. I was thinking about Ken Ken Griffey had the swing man
0: yeah. 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 Um, and um, honestly, yeah. I could see Jeter getting like, I, he,
1: but yeah, I mean, how is, a, how savage he deserves is a foot that, in that space? How sa- I yeah, think a
0: rod deserves a foot in that space as much as Jeter does personally,
1: but yeah, uh, for sure. But how savage is it that you get to put a basketball logo on baseball people, like in yep. their sport, baseball, yep. people, soccer, people, NASCAR, like it's so random. That it's I, that's out. what I'm saying. I just think it's yeah, weird. I it The only reason I ask,
0: I just bought my son the like $140 messy Jersey for a nine-year-old, which is absurd by the way, but it just, it's weird to me that like the home Jersey is Jordan and the away Jersey is Nike, but the away Jersey has pink on it. So he wouldn't be caught dead
1: wearing it, even though I think it's really dope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know the exact reason I have to look it up, but uh, last, last question. I know you said, I think you shot 42 or 43 States or something. What, What state, what are the States that you have in which one, like do you really want to go to? And then what's like your, a country that you haven't shot in that you want to shoot in. man i haven't shot in
0: like uh like montana wyoming kind of that corner of things that would probably like, be
1: dope too because they got right dope, like settings and ex- ex- exactly and i'm like that.
0: somebody that's listening to this take me that's where to kanye montana. went to go for
1: his <laughs> first
0: <For> <laughs> i don't know if that's the greatest recommendation right now but that's fine oh yeah um, that's how
1: that's how this all, that, by the way that's how this podcast all got started when you said "Yo, when's the last time nelly had a better album than kanye and then i wanted to see what you i said oh why what'd you think of the nelly album because i wanted to see because nelly's my favorite he slayed it yeah (laughs) he crushed it man he crushed it in country
0: too alongside some of the bigger names in country and by the way if i can just go on the record and say the actual answer to when was the last time nelly had a better album than kanye has been every single nelly album except for college dropout all right i'll take Um, it. um like Kanye was, Kanye is a one hit wonder. The only reason any of us know how good Kanye is, is because he tells us like, <laughs> <laughs> I, anyway, that's my two cents,
1: but, uh, like, so dream, dream country to shoot in,
0: uh, that you're going to shoot Thailand, it. Norway, All right. uh, New Zealand. Yeah. That's those, good. those three would be, would be right at the top. Norway. I've got, um, I've got a couple that has like claimed Norway, but we were supposed to go there the last year and, uh, and COVID hit and it just hasn't bounced back enough yet. Like those, those countries are still kind of struggling their way through how travel works and whether or not things are efficient. And so, um, but man, a, a killer wedding in Thailand would be unreal, yeah. you know? yeah, but
1: yeah, it definitely. would,
0: it would require the right couple and not some like weird sweaty dude that is going to be like gross and nasty right off by, by the way, that is me just so we can be clear, but I don't have to be in front of the camera. Yeah, for sure. I need like a uh, skinny hipster kid to go to th- to <laughs> Thailand.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming. And could you let the, fo- let the listeners know where they can follow you at? uh yeah
0: dude thank you um i appreciate the invite honestly this is cool the only podcasts i'm ever on are like super nerdy photography podcasts and they all just want to talk about my lighting kits and stuff like that so it's cool to chat with somebody about sports and more real stuff uh yeah my name is miles whitboyer uh two t's and dude at at miles Whitboyer on literally everything or just google that and it'll uh it'll get you to pages and pages and pages of ways to get in contact oh, with me. And I so. actually
1: forgot to ask you, I've been seeing your, I don't know if you're deciding to start a podcast or you're doing it and you're just teasing everybody. So yep. tell me, tell the me the latter. tell me about that. The last thing,
0: <laughs> the latter. Uh, yeah, dude. So, I mean, this is, it's been kind of in the making for a while. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I actually was a part of one for a while. Um, with, a, a couple of other, uh, pretty well-known photographers. But the problem was that trying to get all four of us, yeah. it was like, a, a it was like an around the, around the horn type concept. And it was just way too hard to schedule it. It was super dope when it worked, but it's just way too hard to schedule it. So, uh, yeah. So, um, my, one of the guys that works for me, Jared is this brilliant sound engineer. The guy's just a, he's a freak. And, um, so he and I have decided, uh, that it's, that it's kind of go time. So, so really short, short hitting, like 12 to 15 minute quickly digestible concepts for for people up up leveling their uh, their photography careers so yeah super That's easy so. i don't know i don't want to be an entertainer man i don't have time for it so <laughs> yeah. i'll leave that to you no, I'm you not and one your, of those you your dope groomsman this speeches is, i think you should my, start selling those
1: this is my this is my side gig
0: yeah <laughs> I, your I hustle i think you should start selling your groomsman speeches
1: all right. I'll you, write them. I'll be like short, short, those up. short and sweet grooms, uh, groomsman speeches by Paul that it was
0: your <laughs> delivery. That was so good, man. Don't even, uh, don't even write them. Just, All right, well, I, need the, I need the pictures
1: because then they're just going to be fire. Then I'm just going to be like, this is the best speech of my life. That's it. But just pre-record
0: <laughs> them. And then, and then just ask the guy like the groom to the groomsman to just like hold a little recorder up to the mic. And then,
1: yeah, I think they would be good. All right, well, again, All right. I appreciate it. And, uh, it was great to meet you, and I'll let you know when this releases. And- yeah, let me know, man. I appreciate it. Have a good day, all right? This episode has been brought to you by BUSR.com. Go check it out to get your free $100 bet when you deposit $100 at BUSR.com slash Paul.